I'm Michael R. Bowie, and this is Fresh Green Blessings, reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Green Blessings. And I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley. And today we will have a rather well-known reading from the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 5. This is a, this is a reading that uh, is rather familiar to people, and it's also one that's uh, considered to be quite challenging. Um, so, along with the sound of trains in the background, you'll we'll also have the mindfulness bell and uh, invite you to enjoy the sounds of the bell. Uh, we'll have the bell, Ollie will read the Bible verse, and then I'll do a reading, uh, share some of Thich Nhat Hanh's words, the Vietnamese and Buddhist monk, and then I'll give a short Dharma talk before Ollie has our closing thoughts and reflections on translations of the Bible. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 43 and 44 from the King James Version. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Thich Nhat Hanh writes, When we hate someone and are angry at her, it is because we do not understand her or the circumstances she comes from. By practicing deep looking, we realize that if we grew up like her, in her set of circumstances, and in her environment, we would be just like her. That kind of understanding removes your anger, and suddenly that person is no longer your enemy then you can love her. As long as she remains an enemy, love is impossible. Have you ever prayed for a loved one with your heart wide open? Have you ever entered that space inside yourself where you so want your loved one's pain and suffering to cease, or at least be diminished, that you are moved to tears? We as humans may be brought to tears as we enter into the anguish and suffering of another person. What a lovely thing it is to be a human being. Most of us only enter this space of deep and compassionate prayer rarely. But many of us have, at times, experienced this level of connection with a loved one. So that some element of their pain is our pain. We do not know exactly how they feel, but we can enter into some facet of their suffering. This is the work of the Bodhisattva. This is the practice of deep looking, 
that Ty speaks of. We may be angry with a friend, but when we open ourselves to their suffering, that kind of understanding removes your anger. Here's the little joke of Jesus. What happens if you begin to pray with such deep looking for those who despitefully use you and persecute you? Well, to even begin such prayer, you need to acknowledge their pain and suffering. Then you have to embrace it. You have to try to feel it as they feel it. You are invited to be moved to tears by their pain. As Ty says, that kind of understanding removes your anger and suddenly that person is no longer your enemy. Then you can love her. In other words, as we pray for, bless, and do good to those purported enemies, we will lose our capacity to hold them as enemies. Then we will love our enemies. One of the things about anger that I found is that um, it's very real. It's can be very intense and all-consuming and I'm a person who's gotten angry a lot at different times in my life but it also can pass matter of fact not only can it pass it does pass I do not remain angry 24-7. I might experience anger at a time and then it goes. And I think that when we think of hate when we think of enemies. There's a level of work involved in that maintaining that picture of the other. A horrible picture. A picture of how awful and horrific they are and and some people are able to maintain that hate and 
keep it going for years, even generations. And it's also, it's also easy when that's coming at you to respond in kind. Just a few weeks ago, I, um, I had made the wrong move when driving and this woman with her window down just started, you know, yelling, cursing, venomous words at me. I, I, a complete stranger to her. And yet it's funny because almost immediately I, in kind, felt this rush within myself and was feeling this anger towards her. And it was a little bit later when I could take some steps back and think, I could think about either that person's day or maybe that person's life. Wow, what is her situation? What's her day-to-day -day life, her week-to-week -week life like? If 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 all that has to happen is for some other driver to make a little error and she is ready to attack with her words, she is ready to strike out with so much anger. There must be so much, so much hurt within her. Thich Nhat Hanh elsewhere says, when someone makes you suffer, it is because they are so saturated with suffering that it's spilling over and coming out towards you. And if we can make these little shifts where we begin to even be curious, to begin to even be curious about why I see them as an enemy or why that person sees me as an enemy. then we can begin to move into a new place. I don't think Jesus' intention is to throw out some lofty ideals that we just shrug our shoulders at and say, well, I'm no Jesus. I think these ideals are given to us to give us something to move towards, to strive towards. And I even wonder if those who were the translators of the Bible, if, if they found these words too difficult because they get watered down in later 
translations. The King James Version comes down in a number of translations, the most recent being the New Revised Standard Version. And in that version it says, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's a lot softer than the King James, where it says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Jesus is giving us a whole set of instructions of what to do here. And it may not be easy. But it also may not be as difficult, as impossible, as we sometimes think it is. Some person from some other country may hate me simply because I'm an American. But can I understand that if I grew up in their village, in their town, in their community, that I would most assuredly have the same views that they now have? We are all shaped by where we are from. Someone said, even comparing an average American with an average person from Britain, you will see that they walk differently. They stand differently. My gosh, if we are being influenced at the level of our gait and the way we hold our bodies, Certainly there are all these other influences which could lead us to view each other as enemy. And yet, we humans, we have such vast potential. Thich Nhat Hanh recognizes that and certainly Jesus recognized that. Certainly Jesus wasn't spitting out these words about love your enemy just because he wanted to hear his own voice. These are instructions. This is what we, we who regard the Bible as a source of inspiration, as a source of the sacred, we are invited to wrestle with Jesus' words. We are invited to wrestle with this calling to be beyond where we are in this moment right now. One friend of mine said, I've lost friendships because of ideas 
and beliefs that I don't even hold anymore. Can we create the space within ourselves to open to the other? To know that they're another struggling human being. That they too were this beautiful baby. That they too will one day be lying on their deathbed or breathing their last, reflecting on what they had done while they were here. And even if they curse us, can we send blessings to them? Even if they hate us, can we do good for them? Even if they despitefully use us or persecute us, can we pray for them, their souls, their families, and their loved ones? A blessing and a challenge of the Bible is that there are multiple translations. The King James Version of Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 reads, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Compare this with the New Revised Standard Version of the same verse. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. The New Revised Standard Version is a respected translation, typically used by biblical scholars, and it, and it is a base translation for us in Fresh Green Blessings. But we will also use and encourage familiarity with the King James Version in this book. Not only is the poetry of King James beautiful, there is sometimes much that is lost, as is seen in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, if we limit ourselves to the more modern and terse New Revised Standard Version. Pick a verse and compare the King James Version and the New Revised Standard Version.
I'm Michael Armalley. And you've been listening to Fresh Green Blessings, where we've been reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother of Eyes.